And I always come back to what centres me is purpose and it, it being in that moment and, and trying to connect with what is the purpose, whether it's, whether it's you know, in the work that I do in, in, in the local community, the work that you do in supporting people to live a brave and their best life, it's trying to connect with, well, what's the purpose and meaning that we all bring and how is that human connection and interaction that we have each and every day, how do we bring positivity that, that, that adds to, to yesterday or brings about new positivity that someone might not be experiencing at the moment. What does it mean to you to live your best and bravest life? Does it mean being strong and forthright? Do you think of bravery as a woman or a man in uniform wearing stars or medals? Or does it mean being vulnerable, honest and courageous in all that you do? To be brave can mean so many things. To me, being brave is just that, doing things even in the face of difficulty, being genuine, standing up for what you believe in and living as who you truly are. Living with courage is to be brave. To live in this way can be incredibly challenging at times and rewarding in others. It is my mission in life to help you feel brave and empowered to live as your authentic self so that you can be fulfilled in a life you love living to live your best and bravest life. I want you to wake up in the morning and feel excited for your day, not overwhelmed. I want you to have the courage to let go of your fear, to find the joy in your everyday life, to feel empowered to be your authentic self and live an amazing, normal life, a brave life, a life that you deserve. I know that together we are going to live our best and bravest life. I believe in the power of self-belief because when we are our authentic selves, magic comes our way and it spreads like wildfire for others to join in. So join me in these inspirational conversations filled with tips and tricks to help you live your best and bravest life. I'm Tiffany Johnson and this is the When We Are Brave podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to the When We Are Brave podcast. I am absolutely delighted that you are here tuning in and enjoying a moment for reflection, a moment for some inspiration, plus some tips and tricks for you to live your best and bravest life. And I am absolutely thrilled to introduce to you today's guest. Tim Richardson is a state Labor member for Morty Alec and Parliamentary Secretary for Schools for Victoria, Australia. And he lives not too far away from me in Chelsea with his wife, Lauren, and his daughter, Paisley, and their two little puppy dogs. Tim is not your average politician. Tim is dedicated to serving in the community. And the reason that I invited Tim onto today's show is because he serves the community like no other. I've been thinking a lot about, as we move through our pandemic within our world globally, I've been wondering, how are we going to support each other? How can we help each other as a community when we're coming out the other side? I know we've talked a lot about it on the show, but I really tried to think about who could help us to understand how we can come together as a community. And I could think of no better person 
than Tim Richardson. He knows what it takes to stand up for local values and local needs, and he gets things done. When I first met Tim, he actually knocked on my door. He was doing the rounds within our community and asking his constituents if they needed any help with anything. He is incredibly open and honest. He's a genuinely good guy who wants to make a difference, who looks at his job and how he can find purpose in his everyday and how he can help others and bring positivity into our community and into our world. And I know that that's the kind of person that I want representing me for our government. And I think Tim is really one of a kind when it comes to community support. He truly is inspirational. So without further ado, I would love to introduce to you Tim Richardson. Enjoy this episode. It's full of some great tips and tricks on helping you live your best and bravest life. Welcome to the When We Are Brave podcast, Tim. I am, I'm so excited to have you here. This is such an honour to have you on the show. For those of you out there who don't know Tim, Tim Richardson is my local Member of Parliament. He's a member for Mordialic in Victoria Parliament, Parliament in Australia. Um, and he has served in our community. He's actually an amazing service to our community, which is why I was so excited to have him on the show. He was elected in 2014, and he is also serving in the parliament as the parliamentary secretary for schools, which is such an important role in our government, at, particularly at the moment with COVID happening. And he lives locally in Chelsea, Victoria, with his beautiful wife and daughter. So thank you so much, Tim, for being on the show. Tiffany, I'm absolutely thrilled and honoured to be with you. And uh, thank you for that warm introduction. And uh, it's great to catch up. I've been a fan of your podcast. Uh, It's compelling and and beautiful to listen to some of the uh, stories and connections that you're forming and uh, bringing positivity to the world. And uh, thank you for everything that you do. It's amazing. Oh, it's my pleasure. I love doing it. I'm hoping, Tim, that you can um, shed some light onto the international audience that is the on the When We Are Brave podcast to tell us a little bit about who you are, how you got into politics, um, and tell us a bit about your story and your journey. Yeah, so it's I never, as a, a young person growing up in Australia, I didn't really comprehend politics or going into politics. It was actually my mum who was a real influence on me and probably when she was a single mum and watching uh, her her journey and her story raising my sister and I, she was my inspiration and really uh, my driving force. And so I watched a very strong woman in my life who was working two jobs to put through my sister and I through school. We went to a through the public education system and I saw just her determination to bring a, bring a better life for my sister and I, and that was really my journey growing up in the eastern suburbs of Victoria in Australia, all the way down the bottom for anyone listening around the world. Uh, it's a bit colder down there, Tiff, for both both of us, but uh, it was um, I was very lucky. Like I ne- my mum always sacrificed uh, to, to put the best foot forward for my sister and I, and I think that set me up longer term for the person I've become now. It was not until I really went through to university later on that, and I was studying law and uh, business at Deakin University, one of our unis, and I really connected with wanting a sense of purpose and 
politics felt right, even though the political scene across Australia and indeed across the world can be quite an adversarial system. I actually love that politics really is local and the notion that you could impact the lives in a really positive way of other people if you're willing to work hard and and represent people and care about their lives and their output as well. I, I really connected with that. So got involved. I worked uh, for the um, our federal member, actually, Mark Papis, who was the Attorney General uh, of Australia as well. And and then I had a go myself and that was a, a daunting task. But here I am today and in the work that I do now, um, I, I'm the Assistant Minister for School Education in Victoria, which is representing over a million school students in more than 2,000 schools. So that is something that I absolutely love and connect with is the our, our next generation of future leaders and and young people. And you do an amazing job too at that, Tim, especially at the moment with COVID. I mean, we've, you know, so many of us have been struggling with our homeschooling and or succeeding as my son is loving being at home and not wanting to go to school is great and going back. But you've definitely really been putting in the hard yards and all of our teachers and all of our nurses and doctors out there really putting in a lot of hard yards at the moment. And I give my thanks, my heartfelt thanks to all of them. So, Tim, I'd like to know in this time and also times before, what does it mean to you to live your best and bravest life? Yeah, I think, well, I think your point perfectly sums up, you know, the community connection that we see now and we're seeing our health workers, our nurses, our doctors, but ordinary people in our community who are essential workers who are doing amazing things to support others during this time as well. And I always come back to what centres me is purpose and it, it being in that moment and, and trying to connect with what is the purpose, whether it's, whether it's you know, in the work that I do in, in, in the local community, the work that you do in supporting people to live a brave and their best life, it's trying to connect with, well, what's the purpose and meaning that we all bring and how is that human connection and interaction that we have each and every day, how do we bring positivity that adds to, to yesterday or brings about new positivity that someone might not be experiencing at the moment. So I really connect with how in that the, the hours that I spend each day, how can I make an impact uh, on someone positively? And we see that like in such uh, uncertain times with the coronavirus pandemic. Um, I love that Facebook group page, The Kindness Pandemic. That's something I really connect with, like doing those little things right now to try to benefit others and I think purpose and meaning and you know the short time that we get on this world how do we bring some sort of hope and positivity and connection is something I really connect with and that can be small things like reaching out to a neighbor and just making sure that they're okay all the way through to how can an idea turn into a concept and turn into a podcast can it turn into an education policy all these things how can we bring um, that and I think you know individually um, people each and every day front up whether they're going through challenges themselves or they're taking themselves out of their comfort zone. Uh, to be brave, to be courageous is is a difficult thing and uh, and, and I think that's something that we really need to reflect on and how do we inspire people to try their best or even just get through the day because a lot of people are doing it tough at the moment. Yeah, they sure are. There's a lot of lonely people, a lot of people who are really feeling disconnected as well. And that's one of the great things about podcasts is that you can feel like you're having a conversation with someone um, whether you're cooking dinner or standing out in the garden having a cup of tea or wherever you are, and lots of different times that you can use it. So that's another way to, that we can feel that we're connected with other people. That's right. Yeah. How can we as a community 
support each other. You've mentioned a few things that we can do during times of adversity and moving forward in our world. When when all of this is over, I know there's a lot of people feeling quite anxious about, well, how do I, how does the future look? How do I live in a new world where there is social distancing, where there are going to be changes continually happening? And I think that that's something that we all need to be thinking about at this point in time because the restrictions are slowly, in Victoria in particular, they're slowly changing and they're lifting in all different countries across the world. They're slowly evolving and we're working out where where we're headed. How as as a community do you think we can help each other moving forward? It's a really, really interesting time for us, isn't it? I mean, um, across the world we've seen, uh, sadly, the toll of, coronavirus uh, impact uh, substantially on communities and it's been really tragic in parts of our world and we send our love and affection to those that have been impacted during this time and it's going to be really difficult uh, going forward for for those communities to try to get some sort of normality like how do we it's only been two months really since the coronavirus pandemic really took off and so how do we how do we get some sort of normality I think it comes back to our communities our sense of purpose, our sense of being, our sense of connection to home and, and our friends and our family. And as we ease out of restrictions, uh, I think that that humanisation of our of our community as well. I mean, you've probably seen as well, Tiffany, as you've been out in the community, you know, social distancing is exercising and walking, getting around on our beautiful beach in Victoria. Um, people just stop and say hello. Generally, you know, you might just go past and a few might say hello, but I've gone out and everyone's saying hello, asking how you're going, always at a social distance, but human connection people are really longing for. And I think during isolation, people have really felt that that's what we've been missing. And you, you miss those things, that you, those conversations down at the school gate, those conversations with our community down at the sporting clubs or in workplaces. And I think that will be how we connect and support one another. But mental health and wellbeing, and especially in my space in education policy, is really important. Like kids are feeling a lot of pressure and a lot of challenges at the moment and anxiety whether they're going to be safe going back to school and, and how do we give them that comfort and that support as well. It's We've got to be nurturing. We've got to be caring. And I think reassure people that, yes, we've gone through such adversity as a world. Australia has been luckier than other nations, but we can't be complacent and we have to we have to reach out and look out for each other during this time as well. And I think in the, in these moments, this is where going that extra mile to try to help others and bring positivity is really important. And uh, as a as a as a policymaker, as someone in the in a parliament in uh, in Australia, it's really important that we think of policies that support that and those restrictions as they ease. But we think of what people need, and we've just recently allowed people to get. The seeing friends and family and that's one of the first things because we know how important that is for people's well-being so it's a real challenge and on another side is then resourcing because we know that the second wave of the pandemic and something i know you're really passionate about is mental health and well-being well let's make sure that the resources are in place for when people feel that burden and that pressure and that anxiety that they know they can turn to those support services and get the help that they need so i think that's really critical as we go forward yeah, I agree, absolutely. In the um, the Yale University, they have a free course on happiness and it's, not, wow. it's the largest course enrolled um, across the globe. It's amazing. And one of the research 
um, outcomes that they found was that the most important thing to a person's well-being and happiness is human connection. And I totally understand that from a personal point of view, but also at this particular time when that is something that we are all really longing for. So some really good tips in there on how we can help each other move forward and reach out. And there's lots of different ways we can do that, isn't there? Like we can have Zoom chats like this one and we can make phone calls and utilise FaceTime and those sorts of things so that people know that they are thought of. There is always someone at the end of the line willing to hear what you have to say, even if it's I watered the garden today or I'm feeling really lonely or I'm feeling really happy because something amazing happened in my life today. I had an interview with Tim Richardson. So, you know, I think we need to, <laughs> we need to, um, we need to make sure that we are using those resources that are available. And for those people out there, there's lots of free facilities and chat lines like Lifeline that you can go and you can make phone calls and they are there. There is a person at the end of the line waiting to talk just to you. That's right. I think your point about happiness is absolutely everything. And so, and how do we how do we bring that to others? Um, Lozzie and I, my, my beautiful wife and I, we've been well. She's been doing a lot of cooking. Let's be honest. And uh, lemon curd, we've been circulating. Uh, we've got a massive lemon tree, hundreds of lemons at teams, and uh, we've just been you know dropping it off on the neighbour's doorstep with a ribbon on, and um, like just trying to do little things to connect and uh, support one another, and connecting online. Like this has been a, a beautiful thing as well. Yeah, definitely. We have an abundance of marmalade, so we could do a swap if you like. <laughs> We've been making marmalade. <laughs> yeah, for people, people watching around and tuning in uh, around Australia and internationally, Tiffany, do you deliver the marmalade though? Uh, yes, yes, I do. <laughs> I do deliver them. I'll go for my little walk with my puppy dogs and we go and deliver some marmalade too when we're almost out now actually. I have to make some more. have to make some more. Fantastic. We will. Um, so we've talked about some really great tools um, and how we can help us to move forward. But what's your personal favourite tool that helps you personally and also helps our community to feel brave in their life? Because as you said before, we really have to take steps forward that are challenging at any time in our life. It may not just be during this COVID pandemic, but any time when we're feeling there's a sense of uncertainty or discomfort and we need to be brave, take those steps to move forward in our life. So what are some of your favourite tools to do that? So it's it's something that I'm really passionate about. I um, am someone who lives with anxiety, so I feel sometimes the weight and pressure of the world um, from time to time, and I find sometimes um, just becoming um, back to centre in, in who I am and um, mindfulness. I love just being able to... Um, whether it's just sitting down by the beach and tuning out for a bit or or just getting that time to reflect and um, I guess go into yourself and just bring it back to the moment, what you can control uh, and not being overwhelmed. That's something that I've really connected with. It's helped me a lot in the work that I do because you can you can run, I guess, get away from some of the things that centre you around your purpose and the work that you do. And I'm very centred around my family, my wife Lauren and my daughter Paisley and I find for me individually that's a really important tool and, and a lot of my friends and colleagues I've reached out to, I've said, you know, if you're practising mindfulness and that connection to the moment and being in the present has really helped me to really be centred and it de-stresses me. I think we can all lose sight of things or lose track and uh, and get really caught up in, in, our, in our, you know, our thoughts and our challenges sometimes. So 
personally, that's been a tool that I I was quite skeptical at the at the time when it was first recommended to me. But I I then practiced it a bit, like sitting and regulating breathing. I thought, what am I doing here? Like I'm not really zen, but uh, I've I've really come to love and appreciate just just in the moments with the technological overload and news that we get each and every day, just to be centered, be uh, at one with self. Uh, that's a tool that I've used personally. I think more broadly. You know, we have a platform where we can connect with uh, tens of thousands of people um, very quickly through social media. And I use that as a tool now to really bring positivity, like we're talking today on your podcast and the and the inspiration and journey that you've been on and, and shared that to bring positivity. I try that through social media and be really positive and practical. And I think sometimes that's implied. And during these COVID-19 challenges we've faced around the world, uh, even just being positive about our community and, and our journey and just trying to bring some normality with how we connect as well is something I really I really love to do and I feel a responsibility to bring some of that that um, calm to our community. So I feel that's a, a positive way in, in our little area in, uh, in Australia that we can bring um, some joy and some happiness to others as well. So, yeah, I think that's it, some of the tools are, are really important. I think there's People have all got to look after themselves for their mental health and well-being and find what works for them. Um, mindfulness really helped me. But um, in, in as well, that that I guess that connection with others, if you can take a moment to be positive and help others, I really love and connect to that as well. So, yeah, I, I, in the, I, I remember sharing my story with students. Um, I really went and struggled through anxiety in high school and I didn't realise telling that story would help others. And a, a young girl came up to me who was doing year 12 across two years and she said to me, um, and I was the assistant minister at the time, and she came up to me, she said to me, I've never met anyone with anxiety who is successful. And I nearly burst into tears in that moment because I thought her view of her life was that she wouldn't be able to be successful. And I thought in that moment, letting her know that her life is full of happiness and joy, she was 19 at the time, and I thought, you've got so much to give to the world. You, you're an amazing young person. How can you feel that way? And I think that's ways that through our communication and sharing our feelings and our stories, it's really important as well. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. That's really fantastic. Um, Eckhart Tolle talks about in his book, The Power of Now, uh, if you can take a moment, it's, you're in a busy world and a busy life, say you're getting into the car, and you have 10 seconds, if all you have in your day is 10 seconds and you take that moment and you stop before you get in the car and you're standing between the door of the car and about to get into the car and you look at the sky and you take that moment to appreciate the sky and to realise that you're alive and your heart is breathing and uh, and your heart is beating and your lungs are breathing and appreciate that moment, that you're just in that one moment for 10 seconds it will help um, lower levels of anxiety, stress, overwhelm, frustration. So you're absolutely right. Mindfulness is so, so important and that's, um, that's just a great, great tool. I'm a big fan of, of well-being and mindfulness, as you know. You might need to teach me some tips because I do get a little distracted. <laughs> it's very easy. <laughs> it's very easy to do. I get distracted as well. Yeah, I do try and meditate every day and I have lots of different routines and things um, that I do which really help 
helped me have overcome when I've been anxious and recovering from PTSD and survivor's guilt and all of those other things. Lots of tools I've learned along that journey in my life the past 21 years. So, yeah, people want to tap into where you, um, they can connect with you. Where can they find you, Tim? Yeah, so we're probably most uh, prevalent on Facebook. I've got uh, my Facebook, which is just my name, Tim Richardson, and uh, representing the Mordialic District in Victoria, Australia. And so we we um, live chat with people almost every day. We've got uh, a constant stream of messages coming across all the time. And so uh, we we think you know in in a, in a world where people feel quite disconnected to our systems of government and our elected officials. We like to bring uh, my representation of the community uh, to the grassroots. And I think it's like I'm, I'm local to the area that I live in. And so I think that we need to be able to access me, to be able to connect with me and my family. And I think that's a really important thing. So mainly through Facebook, our website, and um, and if people are really keen, they can listen to me in the parliament. But sometimes those speeches aren't as uh, aren't as great as podcasts here today. Um, sometimes politicians waffle on a bit. But no, I, I think... Um, in a, in a social media and instantaneous messaging uh, era that we're in now, I actually really love that because people can access me almost any time. We get messages sometimes people need help in the middle of the night and we're, we're into action, my team, um, all the way through to, you know, schools that need us during the day. It's, it's, uh, that's, that's where we do a lot of our work. And, you know, years ago when I worked in, in public service, it was all through mail, it was all through hard copy, even facts was uh, on that uh, system now. Now, these days, it's, it's far more connected and instantaneous and, um, and, we, and we love that because we think we can help people instantly. So, yeah, if you want to hit us up on the Facebook, um, tune in. Um, we love to hear all the feedback from our community and if uh, we can bring some positivity or assistance to anyone, uh, we're always there to help. Great. And I've just got one other very small question, just in case people don't know, when you say you're there to help people, and I know that you are because I've come to you for many different things um, during the course of um, the time that I've been lucky enough to be a resident in your district, what are some of the things that people can actually come to you for? Because people get a bit confused about that side of things. So maybe just give some examples just to help people know. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of people outside of a campaign really, uh, they, they ask me, well, what do you do outside of an election campaign, all the banners, all the speeches and publicities and ads? And I, I normally say that I'm a consultant to the community. So in, in that moment, people uh, people might be struggling with, you know, the job losses that we've seen in Victoria and, and Australia with the coronavirus pandemic. But getting those support payments and assistance, it might be housing, it might be upgrades to schools, community groups, businesses, um, across the like grants and support that, that they need on that journey. So it's it's very much that those kinds of things that uh, that interact with state and federal government services that we're really involved in. But probably our main main inquiries are very local. They're around you know my school needs these kinds of um, funding upgrades, or it might be. You know, my my, um, my neighbour needs this kind of support because they've lost their job and they need that support to connect with services. They need that funding or they need that retraining and skills. So it's very much that that local focus. And we get a, a, a just we get hundreds of inquiries a week come through for people seeking that support and assistance. And instinctively, people might not know that members of parliament, elected officials, can assist and they can navigate those government services as well. Um, we do that each and every day and make it easier for people. So. Uh, it might be some of the tenancy issues that we've seen with um, landlords and tenants who are struggling to pay rent or or make ends meet at the moment. 
Um, or it might be that you're just struggling to get by and you just need that mental health and wellbeing check-in and support. So some of it is an action. Some of it's just being there as comfort as well. So And, and then there's the bigger stuff, like we've got quite a bit on the go with um, our building works, our school upgrades, our local community upgrades and roads and rails. So we get a lot of inquiries like that on on, on what needs to be done in our patch. So a bit of a, I, I say consultant to the community, and it's almost like a one-stop. If you can't help, we'll certainly know who to send you to to help. Fantastic. That is so helpful because I think a lot of people really, they think, oh, I'd love to know how he can help or how can how can my state member help or how can the government help me? And that's a really great, that's awesome to let everyone know that. So remember people out there, if you're needing some form of assistance, get in touch with your local MP because they really are an amazing tool and so, so valuable to us within the community. So, Tim, thank you so much for being on the When We Are Brave podcast. You have been a wealth of inspiration and knowledge and positivity and I am so, so privileged to have had you on today. Thank you. Thank you. It's been an honour and keep bringing the amazing positivity to the world that you do. Um, we'll keep being brave and you will lead the way for us. So thank you so much, Tiffany. <laughs> Thanks, Tim. Have a great day. Tim is not your average politician. Tim is 100% behind his community and I, for one, know that that's the kind of politician that I want running in our governments. It was such an honour to have him on the show. I absolutely loved sharing his story, his vulnerability and his kindness and his purpose on how much he wants to make a difference and serve his community. So next time you see a neighbour or someone walking down your street, make sure that you reach out, not physically because social distancing, but say hi, say good morning, how are you going? Because it's those connections that Tim has talked about where we can all find our purpose in this world that really makes a massive difference big difference to so many people out there. So if you are in need of any government support of any kind, make sure that you check in with your local member of parliament and who knows how they may be able to help you or head you in the right direction. They really are a tool that we should all be utilising. I know when I was really struggling in different times of my life, it's been through community connections that have really helped me move forward in my life. And I talk about that a lot in my book, Brave Enough Now, which you can download on Amazon. So make sure you get a copy today. It's full of inspiration, lots of funny moments, lots of tragic moments, but it is definitely a story to be read. So I hope that you enjoy that. And also, if you'd like to find out more about me or if you would like to download my incredible My Journey to Brave Discovering You journal, it is available on my website, tiffanyjohnson.com.au. So don't forget to leave a review and make sure that you subscribe to the When We Are Brave podcast so that way you won't miss out on any other episodes that are coming. And I can assure you, I have some amazing episodes headed your way. I can't wait to share them with you. So my friends, be brave until next time and live your best and bravest life.